Hey there! Sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 46th episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in! We are back, everybody. Boy, has it been a while since I last recorded because the past couple of episodes you guys heard were all pre-recorded. So it feels great to be sitting down here again and talking to you guys. What did we think of last week's guest episode? I had a blast recording it. For this week in the tea talk, I am drinking some tea from my favorite tea brand, Te La Teresita. But you guys, we have finally branched out and tried other flavors. So this one is really cool. It's actually grape, acai, and this other spice, I believe it is, which I'm not sure how to pronounce. It's R-O-O-I-B-O-S. And it just tastes so good. It kind of reminds me of like a red fruits type of tea, like red berries. But I don't know, it's, it's really good. It's I, I love this flavor. <laughs> and it turns into like a nice like maroon color. So definitely a fan of that tea. It's such a good like full flavor and as you guys know these little tea packets have like a little quote on the not the bag but like the piece of paper that comes out of the string <laughs> and it says la mejor manera de predecir el futuro es creándolo which means in english the best way to predict the future is by creating it which is a nice little quote and i think it's perfect for the time i'm in in my life you know considering that this year is like college applications and all of that so definitely needed that quote and the mug I'm drinking it in is actually this nice mug that I received for my birthday. This week's episode is all about my birthday, <laughs> so I thought it would be perfect. It's a mug that I've been wanting for the longest time, and it's one of those mugs that has like the letter, like any letter, but mine is a T because my name starts with a T, in this really ni like nice bold font. And the mug itself is like really big. It has a tiny little handle, which is not very comfortable, but it is cute for like pictures. And then the base is slightly wider. So it's a really nice like statement mug that I am a huge fan of. And I just think that little combination of the tea with the mug is really perfect. And I'm thrilled to have it here. So yeah, it was gifted to me by my mom for my 17th birthday. All right, guys, I am not going to lie to you. This week, I did not make a presentation as I usually do for my episodes. This is the first episode in like 46 episodes in which I haven't done so. And it feels kind of weird, but I just made like the list of things I want to talk about on my notes, like app on my phone because i've been cooking up this list for like the past month so i just thought it would be more practical to do it here anyways and like plan the rest of the episode but anyways for this week's like weekly update a bunch has happened in my life since i last sat down and recorded but i want this weekly update to be focused on like my birthday and the experience and everything listen i genuinely thought you know like last year that I would be having a birthday like after the pandemic and that was very naive of me because I mean we're still here <laughs> so it was a little bit like less fun than I would have wanted especially since I like celebrating birthday parties with like like big birthday parties with like all of my friends and it's these huge events where like I bring a bunch of people together but unfortunately I won't be able to do that this year but like you know there are bigger problems it's okay um, so overall, like, I really care about the little things when it comes to birthdays. I love it when people post me on their Instagram stories and they, like, tag me and they, like, make collages and they decorate them. Like, I love those things and I get so excited with them. And 
I don't exactly know what my love language is because I feel like my love language are like all the love languages <laughs> but I do know that I definitely care about like gift giving so I was really excited to like receive packages and stuff and presents that my friends had sent me because I don't know those are like little things that really make my day and that really make me happy and I was really glad to receive a couple of things so that made like the whole experience a little bit more enjoyable as for what we did on my birthday we went to this touristic place here in Medellin which is called the Comuna 13 which is basically a place in the city that has like a bunch of graffiti and it's like really pretty really artistic and it's a place with a lot of like historical background and that has overcome a lot of struggles here in the city and we finally went to like see that and it was really fun for me and then at night we went and had dinner on a beautiful at a beautiful restaurant which has a lovely view of the city and i got like all glam and i love like dressing up and i had recently gotten like this new dress that my mom gave me for my birthday so i was just super excited to do all of that <laughs> And now let's talk a little bit about the gifts I received, <laughs> of course. So my dad gave me this Louis Vuitton wallet, which I was so excited to receive. If you listen to my episode on the holidays, I talked about my Christmas slash birthday wish list. And one of the things there was something from Louis Vuitton. So I was so excited to receive it for my birthday. I am really, I don't know, I just, <laughs> I am a sucker for these types of things. And it feels so awesome to have like my first like designer item. And I know that's a really privileged thing to say and i'm so like grateful for this and i recognize that you know like it's not like one of the most important things in the world but it's something small that makes me really happy and then for my mom i got this gorgeous dress from h&m it's like it's okay it's sparkly all around like it has sequins all over the place and it's like a gold you know like a light gold kind of like white color it's a really it's that really pretty color and it's long sleeves and it's like a skirt basically like shorts but it has like a piece of fabric on top that makes it look like a skirt and it has like a nice deep neck and the sleeves are kind of like poofy so i don't know it's just right up my alley and i'd seen it like a month ago but i didn't get it i got another dress for new year's so i got this for my birthday and it was super fun and then my mom also got me that mug i mentioned earlier my sister got me a phone case which is like see-through and it's like space themed so it's got like planets and stars and it's super sparkly so it looks really awesome it like gleams in the sunlight <laughs> and then my friend francesca sent over a box of alfajores which are like some traditional argentinian cookies which are like really soft and they have like arequipe which is like this sweet cream in the middle and they are just so good i still have them so that was really fun my best friend Ines sent me a tub of ice cream, which I was so happy to receive. My aunt and uncle sent me a gift card for one of my favorite clothing stores called Naf Naf. And then my friend Jose got me another phone case, which is like this abstract like face design. And it says one day at a time. And it's got like these really pretty like color schemes. So I am so grateful for all of the amazing things I received. And I was also like congratulated by a bunch of friends. And it's really nice to like see people who you haven't talked to in a while or who you didn't think were like a care or remember text you on this important day. So I just really loved it. I felt I definitely felt like the main character and I love that. My birthday is definitely one of like my favorite days in the year because as I said, like I care about all of these little things and it just really makes me happy to like feel important and feel special and like receive all of these things. And I know that sounds like so dumb and superficial, but I don't know, it's just like one of the simple pleasures of life. And I'm glad I got to live it like in 
somewhat normalcy. So yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to share about my special day. And let's dive right into the rest of the content for this episode. Okay, so this week I am super, super, super excited for the episode. I'm basically going to be sharing 16 lessons I learned at the age of 16. As I mentioned earlier, I've been compiling this list for a while now, just like all of the important milestones that I feel like I made in this year and all of the experiences I've gained. So I'm really excited to just share them with you and hopefully they can make you realize things or you can apply them or they can maybe open your eyes a little bit based off of the experiences that I've had in this year. So let's just get started. I'm super excited for this. The first one is that communication could have solved any of the problems I had this year. So for me, two main examples stand out. And the first one is that basically like I had signed up for the March SAT and it got canceled and we essentially like never got refunded and there was a huge problem with that because in the months like after it got canceled I thought that my mom was taking care of that that she was like looking into it and contacting like the college board and everything and that like she was essentially taking care of it because I thought to myself like she's the adult she knows how these things work like what the process is like or who you need to talk to but at the same time she thought that I was the one taking care of it because I was the one who wanted to take the exam and I'm the one who wants to study elsewhere so that I would be like taking initiative and we never discussed it we never talked about it and then came a day where we both kind of like realized that the other person hadn't been doing anything and I just felt immense guilt and I felt like really irresponsible and it was just a huge mess due to a lack of communication because I wasn't even able to like speak up or speak about the elephant in the room or talk about like this important thing that had happened and that maybe we were both wondering about if we had just like been honest with each other from the start we could have worked something out she could have helped me like she even said she had no problem helping me it was just just that she didn't know i wanted help so if i had just been like more vocal about what i was thinking that would have run like way more smoothly so i had to learn that lesson the hard way (laughs) and then another thing that happened was that this year i had like a really bad relationship well not like really bad but a difficult relationship with physics which is my favorite subject at school and i essentially like wasn't doing as well as i had expected and i was just like struggling in silence the whole year trying to figure out like what was wrong inside of me and like not really knowing how to approach it And then I exploded in an exam while I was taking an exam. I just started like I burst into tears. (laughs) And so that's when the teacher realized that like something wasn't going well inside of me. So she offered a bunch of help, a bunch of resources, and she was just really there for me. And all I could think about was if I had spoken up earlier, if I had talked to her before, like I would have received all of this help before, you know, like the majority of the time there are the resources in place or the systems in place there for you to like be helped and there are solutions there all you have to do is speak up about them and they'll be given to you and so like it was really weird for me because i just thought i had to like carry all these burdens on my own so realizing that i could actually talk about them and receive help was really eye-opening and i hope that in the future i can speak up i can be more confident about it and like stop trying to like push things under the rug and ignore them and be upfront about things and talk to the people who are relevant in these situations. Lesson number two is do the scary thing. So this year of like being 16 had many like big steps I had to take. 17 definitely has more, but there were many initiatives I decided to take and just like ways I decided to push myself. And 
I definitely realized like to a deeper extent than I had before that in life you need to do the scary thing and I've always applied this in terms of like signing up to new clubs and stuff like that but I definitely realized this like on a deeper level because there was a point where I was like and I still am here but like really confused about my future and what I want to do with it and like conversations I need to have with people and so on and it can be really frightening because you don't know like where to go next but in these situations you need to do the scary thing so i did things to push myself out of my comfort zone i sat down with my mom and i mind mapped like my future what i need to get done in order to be like where i want to be and like have like her blessing and have her like in the know of things and that was really scary for me but now she knows and i communicated things to her so she can play a more active role in the process and i made a presentation on powerpoint of like everything i wanted to do after i graduated and i presented that to my parents and i just did things that felt really scary but like in the good way because it means i'm taking steps outside of my comfort zone to achieve what I want so I think that I definitely understood that sometimes you need to do the things that seem a little bit more daunting because that is what actually will make a difference in your life you won't get anywhere if you keep doing like what you're already doing so yeah I'm really glad that I learned that sometimes I need to push myself and pursue that sensation of discomfort because it means that I'm expanding lesson number three was really important for me and it was, you don't need a squad to feel like you have friends. Now, at the beginning of this year, I felt really lost because I was questioning like the people I was hanging around with. And I was like so fooled by what is portrayed on TV, like the perfect friend groups where everybody is super close and where they do everything together. And, you know, that's just what you see in like every sitcom and every like teenage, like coming of age movie. And I was so frustrated because I didn't feel like I had that. So I thought that I was alone. But throughout the year, especially during lockdown, I realized that I am not alone at all, that I'm blessed to have so many incredible, reliable friends, but they are not all from one same friend group. I have friends from all around the city, from a bunch of different schools, in different points of their lives that I met from different interests and they don't all conform like one specific go-to group like we don't have the group chat where we're all best pals with everybody and we share like all the tea like i have independent friendships with everybody but all of those independent friendships lead to me feeling very supported and very loved and very cared for and very accepted even if it isn't one fixed community so it was really eye-opening for me to realize that i could have all these friends scattered around and still feel like i have my people like i know them and it doesn't have to be that stereotypical like image of that closed off group so that was really important for me because it led me to feel like more at peace and appreciate these people more and it led me to like most importantly stop looking stop feeling like i needed to do something like i needed to find that perfect friend group because i realized i already have it it's just not what the media portrays so i'm really thankful that i realized that lesson number four is stop being so lazy you should go the extra mile now sometimes and i talked about this in my episode of mediocrity i can be a little bit lazy and by lazy i mean that i do like the bare minimum like what's required and this happens a lot with like school projects or just sometimes when i do specific tasks around the house like i don't know random things that i'm not that passionate about i can do like the bare minimum and recently i've been so inspired by different types of workers for instance my dad runs hotels so i get to see like a lot of that 
So in hotels or in restaurants, when you're like talking with the waiter and they they go out of their way to make the experience better for you. For instance, if you ask for a dish that isn't on the menu or a variation of the dish and the waiter like goes out of their way to make sure that you can eat it and that it can be made for you. Or like when you get certain like adjustments and like spas or stuff to like fit your experience. Those are people who are absolutely dedicated in what they do and they're passionate about it and they want to make your experience better. So they go that extra mile for you. And I just am full of admiration towards those types of workers because they're honestly doing it right. And they inspire me to want to do things right in my own life. So yeah, I think that sometimes I can like kind of settle for certain things that I do instead of like pushing myself. And I mean, it's not healthy to push yourself to the like end in every single thing you do. But those scenarios taught me that it's okay and that it like it's good and it's healthy for you to push a little bit more in order to do things like in the best way possible and that it is possible and that these people who may not have the most glamorous jobs are passionate about what they do and that they're doing it well so that just served like as an example for me to like realize how privileged i am to be living the life i am and kind of like understand that if they are capable of going the extra mile then i definitely am too Lesson number five was also a big one for me, and it is that people express things differently. So in a certain situation in my life, I decided to share like some really big news with somebody and I was expecting a really like explosive reaction, like such joy, like them being super happy, congratulating me, like immediately offering a bunch of things for me and like this really beautiful, like heartwarming moment. But then when I decided to share the news, I wasn't exactly greeted with that. I was greeted with more of an attitude of like certain like clarifications and warnings and just like advice. And it wasn't immediately like the confetti I was expecting. And I mean, this person was definitely happy. They just wanted to make sure that I completely understood what I was saying. And they wanted to like, you know, like give me the words that they wished they had heard in the beginning and just like share all of this wisdom. So they decided to do that. And it wasn't that they weren't happy. It was just that they decided to do that first before like congratulating me and everything. And even when they were in the process of congratulating, they didn't express their emotions the way I did. The way like I expected the reaction is very much how I would have reacted if I had received that news. And I tend to be a person who wants to make sure that the people in my life know I support them. So I tend to say a bunch of things like congratulate people, tell them all these beautiful things, like make sure that they know I'm there for me, congratulate them, do whatever I can to like express my love and joy, give them things like whatever it is, just these really big reactions. And that wasn't the case for the other person. So sure, they were happy for me, they had some other things they wanted to say, but it was not a negative reaction. Just because it wasn't the way I would have reacted doesn't mean they didn't feel how I would have felt, you know? It doesn't mean they weren't happy for me, they weren't bursting with joy, it just means they express things differently. And we're all human, we're all different, and I can't expect people to be the way I am. And that comes with a price because sometimes I can give a lot and not receive that much, but that's a whole other tangent. So yeah, I think it was crucial for me to see that people can express things differently and you don't need to take things like so personally. Just understand how people are, ask questions if you feel it's necessary, but you know, if you're happy for you, then that's enough and other people will be happy for you as well if they're true. But they may not express it the way you expect and that's okay so be happy with what you receive from them 
Lesson number six is that people love it when you reach out. And I lived it, especially like in this year of being like so virtual in terms of Instagram stories. Like a bunch of girls I knew, you know, and that I wasn't like really friends with and that I didn't know if they like actually liked me. You know, I would like respond to their stories and like compliment them or like a comment on their posts and stuff. And at first I was really scared to do so because I was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to think? They're probably going to think I'm so desperate, blah, blah, blah. But with time, I realized that like, and because it happens to me as well, like personally, I love it when people reach out to me and compliment me and that type of thing. So I saw that other people actually like it as well. So as long as you're doing it with respect, you shouldn't feel like ashamed or scared of reaching out to people you want to be friends with or, you know, if you like somebody's outfit, like tell them or if you like the song they put on a story or if you resonated with the post they reposted, like whatever it is, if you feel like you want to say something, then just say it. That person will probably feel like flattered that you noticed them and that whatever they did had an impact on you and that was just really beautiful and like heartwarming for me because i saw more friendships blossom in terms of that or even if it's not like a solid friendship at least having a friendlier face and knowing that i share an interest or something with a specific person like i think only good things came out of that so if you're nervous about reaching out with towards somebody then this is like a sign that most of the time it'll work out and the other person will feel touched number seven if they don't know they can't ruin it now i don't know about you guys but whenever i hear this i immediately think of like secret relationships (laughs) now i did not have a secret relationship this year but the thing is that i tend to be like a very public person i have a finsta and i probably overshare way too much on there about like what's going on in my life and that's something that i've been like battling with for a couple of years because people you know often have to remind me that some things just aren't like to post but i think that for a while i was definitely just like against that i was like no like if i want to post it then i should be able to post it like it's my problem i'll see what i'll do with it there's nothing wrong with sharing these things with the people i care about and blah 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 but i feel like this year i started to realize that so many people in my life were private about things and that it had so many advantages for them. For instance, one friend of mine applied to universities in the US and he did not say a single word to any of his friends because he knew that some of them could react badly or get jealous or like discourage him or just like not provide the support he wanted. So he decided to keep that under wraps. And that was so admirable because I feel like a lot of the time I just want to externalize everything I do to kind of like maintain accountability or like have support from people or just because it's my way of like showing affection in some way, like creating connections with people about what's going on in my life. I don't know what the reason is, but I tend to love sharing about my life and that can be really good and i love how vulnerable i can be and how honest and transparent i am but at the same time i need to learn to establish certain boundaries for like my own good (laughs) so even though i haven't quite mastered this and it's not like i can say that i'm perfectly good at being private i think that this year i definitely realized like all its potential and how important and useful it can be if you learn to be a little bit more private about your things so i hope that in this next year of being 17 i can learn to apply that a little bit more and just like keeping my mouth closed a little bit longer (laughs) and then like sharing things or projects when they're finally complete and stuff because yeah you know people can be really harsh even if you think they like have your best interest at heart sometimes they don't and they can ruin things for you so sometimes it's best to just be a little bit more private eight 
you can't be everything to everybody and this was super hard for me as well because of how the media portrays friendships as like your ride or dies and like all of your close friends with whom you share everything and blah 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 and i think that generated like a really toxic image in my head where i felt like i needed to be best friends with all of my friends and like i needed to be there all the time for all of my friends and i felt really disappointed because that wasn't the case until the moment where i realized like you know each person has their own little community they have multiple friends and it's that way for a reason like they lay a certain part of themselves like for each person do you know what i mean like each friend is there to support them so you can't expect like one person to carry all of that weight do you know what i mean like that's not even healthy and i know that in my case i have lots of friends and i go to each one for a different thing and they're there for me in a different aspect and i love it that way so i kind of like understood that that was the case with other people as well and that there was no point in me like pressuring myself into being the perfect friend for everybody because you know it's it's not my job and i shouldn't feel guilty if i'm not doing it because you know we all have lots of people there to support each other so obviously i do have some really close friendships in which i do invest so much and i receive so much etc but i don't need it to be that way with all of my friends and that's perfectly okay and then nine kind of goes hand in hand with the last one and basically what i learned was that you need to make yourself important so basically when i so my birthday is january 6th and i decided that in the night between january 5th and january 6th i was gonna make like a group call and invite like all of my friends to join if they wanted to spend that moment like the second it became my birthday with me you know so i posted the link on like my finsta and everything and only one person joined <laughs> And I was really surprised by who that person was because she wasn't like my best friend or my closest friend or anything. She was, I mean, a good friend of mine, but she decided that it was a special moment and that she wanted to be there with me. And she didn't care about what title she had. And she didn't think like, oh, this should be Dad's moment with her best friend only. You know, she thought like, hey, I care about her and I want to be here with her. And I admire that so much because she has always had a special place in my heart, but that special place is now so much bigger because I thought that was just so beautiful. Like she didn't get wrapped up in titles or anything. She was like, she decided to make herself important, if you know what I mean. Like she took that initiative, that leadership, and she decided, yeah, I want to be here. So I'm going to be here even if you didn't necessarily expect me. So I thought that was genuinely beautiful. And it made me realize that if I want to play a more relevant role in somebody's life, then it's up to me. You know, I can check in on them. I can send them a gift. I can be there with them on the tough moments. I can send them things, you know, like it's all up to me. And if I want to become more important in somebody's life, then I can take the steps towards that. I can make them know that I'm here for them. Number 10, I learned how powerful a change of scenario can be. I've always heard this from like my teachers and people just telling me that sometimes you need to switch things up. And especially with this year and the pandemic and quarantine and everything, I had the opportunity to spend a couple of weeks in my grandparents' holiday house, which is just in nature and it has like better weather and better air quality and all of that. And I spent a couple of weeks there like at the beginning of lockdown. So then when I came back to my house, even though I was here for such a long time, 
I feel like it was easier on me because I had had those initial weeks somewhere else and when I came back home for so long I had like a more fresh view and you know I was excited to be here because it was different and I just think that I don't know the power of like a change of scenario is really underestimated because even if you're performing the exact same tasks it feels so different in different places like where you are entirely shapes your vision of things for instance like if you have the opportunity to do something out in a garden versus in your bed or the people you can interact with or the views you have it all just shapes your experience so i'm so grateful that i had the opportunity to spend a couple of weeks in lockdown over there and then another big thing was that my dad lives in mexico so towards the end of 2020 i went and stayed with him for a couple of days and it was just so amazing for me to disconnect and for me to relax and to just spend time in a totally different scenario doing totally different things with different people and then being able to come back to my house and my life feeling like refreshed so i'm very fortunate to have these places where i can go to to recharge and i'm just so glad that in this tough year i had those little escapes because it definitely contributes to my stability number 11 at 16 i learned how to delegate now i can be kind of a control freak like in group projects i like to do everything myself to make sure that it's all done like my way and yeah like that's not good <laughs> but especially like in my personal life i learned to delegate tasks to my mom and my sister i had many breakdowns this year like any other year <laughs> And something my mom and my sister always say to me when I'm in these states are, how can I help? And for so long, I would just brush them off. I would feel like it's not your job. It's not your responsibility. I'm stressed because I have so much to do and I put all of this on myself. So I'm not going to burden you with those tasks. But then I realized like, if they're asking, it's because they genuinely care. Like they have the time, the disposition, the resources to help me. And they want me to see, like they want to see me better. And they think to themselves, like if helping her is what it takes, then I'll do that gladly. So I just kind of like saw things from their perspective and realized that they actually wanted to help and that they were offering because they actually wanted to do so. And that kind of helped me ease off a little bit and realize like what things they could help me with. I mean, some things are like unnegotiable and like you really can't let somebody else do but other things like they can help me and when i'm overwhelmed because i have to like pack for a trip or like get a bunch of things ready before i leave like they can help me with some of those things they know how to do them so letting go in certain aspects really helped me and it's not like i'm treating them as though they were my secretaries it's just they're my mom and my sister and they live with me and sometimes if they're free and i am drowning in things to do and they decide to help and they offer to help like I mean, it's just too much pride to like refuse that offer when you desperately need it, you know? So I learned to loosen up in that sense and I'm really glad I did. I still have a lot of work to do like in terms of delegating things, but I think that this year I made such, uh, like so much progress and my eyes were tremendously opened. Number 12, this year I really struggled with knowledge, like I really struggled and feeling stupid <laughs> with like the people around me and such. So I feel like this year I kind of concluded a couple of things. And the first one is to be able to recognize what I don't know. There are so many things 
and topics in life that I'm absolutely clueless about and I'm not going to come on here and pretend like I know all about them. So I feel like I'm really good at saying I don't know instead of like making up some weird excuse or like story or whatever. I feel like I'm pretty good at recognizing what I don't know and just being like aware of it and knowing like oh my gosh the universe is huge there are so many disciplines and I'm clueless in like 90% of them and letting myself be like really overwhelmed for a second. But then after that just really trying to take the steps to learn more and that means like listening to podcasts that can teach me subscribing to youtube channels that can teach me about like little random science facts or like youtube channels that are like news so that they can teach me about what's going on in the world exposing myself to like different opinions and listening to what the adults are talking about when we get together like kind of setting aside that fear of like oh my gosh there's so much i don't know and actually doing something about it and i've struggled this like with this for so long and i don't know if what i'm doing is actually making a difference but i do know that it's helping me feel better and it's helping me feel like okay you don't know things but at least you're trying to know more things if that makes sense so i'm trying to like educate myself and learn more and like appreciate that there's so much and that i'm like overwhelmed but not let that consume me and for me to like go into the all or nothing mindset but just like continue with my journey of learning because learning is beautiful and you should enjoy it so like just try to like make peace with that know that i'll never be able to know everything but still try to learn as much as i can basically and something I heard a while ago really stuck with me, and it's that a naive person who wants, who cares about like validation and who wants to appear super knowledgeable and who just cares about the impression they give to other people is always going to try to be the smartest person in the room so that they can show off all their knowledge and appear as the expert and everything but in reality a wise a truly wise person is always going to seek to be the dumbest person in the room so that they can learn and absorb all the things that these smarter people have to offer and essentially become smarter themselves and i feel like i definitely have that like engraved because i try to listen to people like sit down and talk to and just listen to smart people and try to take up like everything they drop and like all the knowledge they're sharing to see if it can stick with me and not worry about like appearing dumb as long as i'm learning i feel like that's very powerful so yeah there's so much more to say about like my quest with knowledge and i made an episode on the podcast about intelligence so if you're interested in that like you can listen to it but yeah i feel like i definitely came to terms with certain things in terms of intelligence this year number 13 at 16 i learned to distinguish between instant gratification versus long-term fulfillment now i was introduced to this concept by like all the different self-help resources i've been consuming and even though i still haven't like fully taken action on this it's a thought that lies in my head a lot of the time and that allows me to like question what i'm doing so basically what i learned is that instant gratification is sometimes like what you want to do right now because it seems appealing right now for instance scrolling through your phone on instagram that seems really entertaining right now really fun really enjoyable but then you think about long-term fulfillment like in five years was that five minutes of scrolling through instagram going to be worth it not at all you're not going to remember a single thing you saw on that feed like whatever but if you start thinking about that long-term fulfillment now in what you do today that will lead you to like 
take actions and steps towards where you want to be in the long term and it'll lead you to like make more sustainable actions and just make smarter wiser decisions because you're thinking about the long term and even if they're less appealing now like oh i don't want to do homework now in the future it will be beneficial because it will have taken you further than that instant gratification so sometimes i'll be like scrolling through instagram and i'll be like this is instant gratification talking right now you know like i could be doing more powerful things and I think there's like a certain balance we need to seek like not totally eliminate instant gratification because like life should be enjoyable right now as well but just be aware of like where you want to be like how do you want to identify yourself as the person who's always doing what they want now or as the person who's investing in what they want in the future you know so as i said i don't have it totally under control i feel like i always have had a sort of balance with this but I mean, it's just really weird to think about it this way and it definitely helps put you in line quicker. Number 14, at 16, I learned how to make time for self-care, especially like during this year, I think we were all forced to take a little bit more care of ourselves. And I had always said that like, you know, I, I, could, I could never fit journaling into my day or like exercise and all of these things. And now they're fundamental parts of my routine just because like I had more time to play with. And I just look at myself and I think of how proud I am that I actually made the decision to make these changes in my life. Because listen, I don't know if they're actually making a big difference, but I'm just so glad that I was finally able to do it. Because, you know, people always rave about how important self-care is and how big of an impact it can make and everything and i always felt kind of bad for not wanting to do it not finding the way to do it but this year i kind of like made peace with that because i've been exercising regularly journaling every day trying to meditate and a bunch of other practices so i'm really glad that i was able to like figure out a way that i could make them work with the rest of my life in like a harmonious manner because I kind of defied the odds for the longest time. I felt like I, I can't make that work. I can't. But then I realized that I actually could. So I'm proud of myself for being able to do that. Now, the last two I want to share with you guys are a bit more like internal things that I realized, but hopefully they can be useful for you guys as well, because I think that personal experiences can really reveal a lot. and Maybe they can make you realize that you're not alone in this. So number 15 is that I had an identity crisis throughout the most of this year. It was surrounding intelligence, as I mentioned, and just all throughout, like, or at least during the past couple of years at school, it always felt like a really good student, like really smart. And this year that started to like fade. And I was like, if I'm not a good student, then what am I? Because that was always like the main trait of myself inside my head. And it was what I valued the most. So it was kind of like realizing like am i a good student am i not a good student what else am i aside from a student so it was definitely really weird for me to like live this because i think it's an identity crisis but it's not what i thought an identity crisis would look like it was just me questioning so many things for so many months and feeling like really uncomfortable in that sense and like not satisfied and that's really important and i think the moment it came at is really important now that i'm like considering career options and everything like i think it's going to guide my decision into how i want to feel like i don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life i want to feel valid and i want to feel confident so like what am i going to do in order to feel that and what am i going to pursue in order to feel that it was kind of a moment where i was like shaken and like woken up because i was just forced to confront all of these dark thoughts and question like who am i 
what role does school play in my life because that was like where the crisis was turning around and even though i haven't entirely figured it out i think that this experience definitely changed me and changed changed the way i see school essentially and lastly number 16 at 16 i learned that i can be really passive with certain situations in life now as i said in the beginning in the very first lesson I tended to like avoid having certain conversations and with a lot of things in my life like if I'm not looking forward to them if they cause like anxiety or stress inside of me I tend to just like ignore them and pretend they don't exist and I hate admitting this because it seems like a quality that I would have just frowned upon in anybody else and then to realize that I actually have it myself like it's so passive and subtle that you don't even notice but yeah, I just hate that about myself and that's why I'm so drawn to pro to proactivity. People who are proactive and who can take initiative, like I love that because I feel like I'm lacking so much of it. And I don't know if this is like moderate or like accurate, or if I'm just blowing things out of proportion inside of my head, but I definitely do feel that way. I do feel like I can be very passive and just ignore things for a long time. And I don't know, I really dislike that. So at least I'm aware of it now and I can figure out what I want to do with it, how I want to work on it, and blah blah blah. But yeah, those sum up the 16 lessons I learned at 16 and I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to them. I crafted this list with like so much love and care and dedication and I feel like it was really nice for me to sit down and chat with you guys. It was very chill. I just really enjoyed like sharing the stories I had for a bunch of these lessons and I feel like I got really personal and open about the difficulties I've had and what they taught me. So I hope that this can illuminate certain aspects of your life, maybe make you see things with a different light and perspective that's ultimately what i wish with every episode but hopefully you can learn from some of the things that i have learned lastly for this week i'm going to be sharing my weekly favorites with you guys so i bring to you a tv show well, a netflix show specifically a song and a podcast so let's get started with the tv show this is a netflix original and it is from spain it's called el desorden que dejas in english it's basically called the mess you leave behind and frankly i've just watched like the first episode of this show but i am completely in love for so many reasons first of all the storyline is so good i don't want to make a spoiler or anything but it's very much like crime like investigation like mystery suspense all of that so yeah i feel like that's very captivating i love the cast all of them are like such good actors which i feel like is kind of obvious but you know i still wanted to say it <laughs> i love how they dress the fashion is just such so much inspiration i love like how they dress especially since it's in a bit of a like colder area in spain so i love like fashion and cold weather and then just like the scenery oh my goodness the scenery is so perfect like the vibes of this show are definitely like dark like cool tones like because it's it's like cold it's like mysterious but i mean like the interior design is just so stunning so beautiful the way they play around with the plants and when they're outdoors like i feel like the decoration is just so beautiful and the way they capture the shots really like enhances that like i feel like they put in so much thought into that you know like for a specific shot like what's the background gonna look like how's that gonna complement what's happening how's that gonna complement the actor and you can really tell and i haven't noticed this properly like with any other show so i'm just absolutely in awe what makes a good show isn't just the storyline, it's like 
all the other cinematographic components so i feel like they definitely aced it here and lastly my favorite thing about this show is the soundtrack oh my goodness i have it downloaded on spotify i think it's just it's right up my alley it's the music that i absolutely love it's like spanish indie and ugh, it's just perfect i absolutely love it and i feel like I don't know this show definitely has a very clear aesthetic which is like my aesthetic i absolutely love it and i don't know like the producers just had a really clear vision in my opinion and it makes for a show that looks like very put together well executed so i'm a huge fan and i would definitely recommend the song i want to recommend to you guys is called drew barrymore and it is by sza i don't know how you pronounce that sorry <laughs> but basically i love this song essentially because of the first line and i've been playing it on loop just because of this first line and of because of the incredible vocals and the first line is why is it so hard to accept that the party is over and y'all i just resonated with this so much because when i came back from mexico it was really hard for me like emotionally to like leave and everything and like leave the state of relaxation that i had developed over there and leave like my dad and all the friends i had met and everything and i feel like that line just sums it up perfectly like why is it so hard to accept that the party's over like why is it so hard to accept when something good in your life is over i definitely resonated with that because like, yeah i don't know like i think it came to me in the perfect moment because i tend to like cling on to certain memories especially when they like make me happy and i definitely am the type of person that has trouble accepting when good things are over including like relationships periods in life like i don't know that's really a struggle for me so i'm I feel like I was so seen and so heard with this line because even though the song wasn't written about me, like I love to know that there are other people out there that struggle with that same type of thing. So yeah, that's a very deep analysis of just one line of a song and it's just, it's so groovy, the vocals, the vocals, I'm telling you guys. So yeah, make sure to listen to it. And lastly, the podcast is a podcast created by my dear friend Sofia and her sister Maria. It's called Creative Escape. And you guys, I am just so impressed by this amazing initiative. It's basically a podcast that, as its name says, is intended to be like a creative outlet, a space to talk about creativity, to engage with like other people and just really explore all of it in a really fun way, like low pressure way that can feel like a distraction. And I feel like these two girls are definitely achieving that. They are talking about so many important things and just raising their voices. And I feel like they're definitely creating the difference they want to see in the world and they both have such valuable opinions and inputs to provide and that's what they're doing with them yeah i'm just so impressed with the topics they're talking about like how they're tackling them the dedication and the hard work that they're putting in they're just doing a great job essentially i know they're gonna go so far with this project and they are such hard workers and they're just gonna do amazing things with it. I definitely feel like it is such a high quality podcast. They're putting in so much effort. They're making it the best they possibly can. So I definitely would appreciate it if you guys went on and supported it because they're doing so well and it deserves so much attention. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at TheASTPodcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> 
whatever your platform lets you do. It would help me out a lot because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, theastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.